Why not ask her though? Weezy out of here. Weezy out of here. Oh no, I didn't. It's right there. Stick on one of those like Lego. It is June 23rd. It is a Tuesday. How y'all doing today, man? It's your boy KJ. And it is none other than KJ's Corner. How y'all doing out there, man? It's your boy KJ. You already know what it is. And I don't know why I introduced the name of the title. Because y'all should know by now. Y'all subscribed. Y'all listening. And it's in the title. It's right there. It's a big old cover photo. It says KJ's Corner in bold letters. Um, like I said, y'all are going to eventually have me come on here and just not introduce myself. I'm not no Jay-Z. Don't allow me to reintroduce myself. No, I'm not reintroducing nothing. Y'all going to know this is KJ's Corner. <laughs> but anyway, I appreciate y'all listening today. Uh, We're going to get into it. I'm going to do this thing uh, kind of like what a lot of um, sports analysts do and a lot of um, guys who, you know, do their own radio show. Maybe even some do their own podcast. I'm not really sure. But they always come out and start, like, talk about a random topic or whatever. Or just something that is, like, not really part of the show, but they just bring it in any, any way to talk about it uh, to begin the show or whatever. And uh, for me, uh, I've been doing this thing lately, which I'm sure people have, people have already been doing it or have already done it before um, in regards to the to to my entertainment um style um or in regards to keeping myself entertained um during this you know this time of pretty much semi lockdown whatever is happening I don't know I feel like every city is like open but not open every state is like open but not open I don't know but um what I've been doing to pass the time besides go see my friends play basketball and um occasionally um, just leave the house, run errands. Is I've been watching the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies in the order that you're apparently supposed to view them. Um, and like I said, I'm sure a lot of people have done this already. But me, I've been, I've been, yeah, I've, I've done it. I started it. I've, uh, for those of you who um, aren't into Marvel or superhero movies or um, haven't, you know, watched all the movies, I guess. Um, you know, there's there's there is a bunch of movies in the MCU, um, and I I could pull it up right now because I have the picture on my phone. I'm um, going in order. There's uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty one, twenty two, and then twenty three, which is the final Spider-Man movie that we all just saw. There are twenty three movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and in the viewing order as uh, the time frame of the movie is, or the vortex of the movie, like the plot of the movie, the time frame of that, uh, you start off with Captain America, obviously, um, just like in the comic books, um, he fights in World War II um, against, you know, the, obviously the Nazis, Germany, and um, Hydra, who is the the um, Marvel um, version of the Nazis, pretty much. Or like the Marvel super, like super villain um, version of of the of the Nazis, but yeah, again he fights in obviously the nineteen fifties, nineteen forties, nineteen fifties, or nineteen forties, excuse me, and then he you know gets frozen and you know gets thawed out and become comes uh, to the to the present moment, which in the Marvel Cinematic Universe was the time the movie came out and was released was 2010 or 11 or whatever. Um, so the time frame in that movie is, you know, the beginning. It's in the 40s and 50s. So you watch that movie first. Then you watch Captain Marvel, which was the uh, se- or second to last movie. The last movie was Avengers Endgame. Um, so Captain Marvel, which was the second to last movie, in the MCU, uh, or the, the third to last movie to come out, because if you want to count Spider-Man, um, Far Far From Home, uh, Captain Marvel's next, because her story was in the 90s, apparently. Um, so she's in the 90s, and then, um, yeah, it transitions to um, the next movie, which is the first Iron Man, which was 
the second movie to come out in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, Iron Man. You watch Iron Man uh, after that. Then you watch Iron Man 2, um, which is just continuing on in the timeline. Then you watch Thor, which is next. Thor. And then this is the, the, the crazy one. Uh, you go from Thor to the Hulk, which is obviously not Mark Ruffalo. It's Ed Norton's version, um, that second Hulk movie, um, in which he, uh, if you've seen this one, this is the one where, you know, you if you've seen Marvel movies, you know you're not supposed to, you know, leave the theater until after, like, the mid credit scene and or the final scene. Um, in every Marvel movie, there's either... The mid credit scene, final credit scene, or there's both of them. You know, they have both of them sometimes in a couple movies. Um, for the Hulk movie and the final one, it's in the, in the end credit scene, it's Tony Stark um, reaching out to the general who had been hunting the Hulk throughout the whole movie, telling him, oh, do you, want, uh, do you know where the big man is at? I want to create a team. And then from that movie, which was made in 2008, which was the first MCU movie that came out or it came out the same year I believe as Iron Man the first Iron Man um, that movie leads into the Avengers which is you know the first Avengers blah blah and then from then on you know it goes Iron Man 3 then the second Thor second Captain America both Guardians of the Galaxies then Avengers Ultron uh, then Ant-Man then the Captain America Civil War then you'll see Ant-Man uh, then Black Panther, because in Civil War you see Black Panther. Then um, you see, then you watch Spider Man Homecoming, because in that one it's Iron Man. Then you got Ant Man and Wasp, um, which is next. Then Doctor Strange. So they're all obviously they're all out of order in regards to like the years that they actually came out. But in the timeline of the MCU, is basically why these these uh, the viewing order is the way it is. Doctor Strange. Then it's Thor Ragnarok. Then it's Avengers Infinity War, then obviously Avengers Endgame. And I'm currently on, what am I on? I'm on Thor The Dark World. I'm about to start that one soon. But I've gotten through the first one, two, three, four, five, six, seven movies, eight movies, excuse me. So I got 15 more. That should be fun. Um, just My thing is, you know, I, I, I get it in the sense that they want to, or the people um, who put this together, the viewing order together, um, are trying to do it in the context of, you know, the timeline of the of the events that are occurring in the movie. Um, however, um, like I said, each Marvel movie has a mid credit and or an end credit scene or both, and some of them are kind of out of order. Like uh, you got, I think in the Captain America one, the first movie you're supposed to watch, and the end of that one. Um, it's literally Steve or Captain America in this 1940s, 50s style um, gym where he's, you know, punching his punching bag or whatever, punches it too hard, breaks it, everything. And that's when, you know, Samuel L. Jackson, uh, a.k.a. Nick Fury, comes in and tells him, oh, I have a mission for you. And that's basically, you know, oh, I need you to come start, you know, start the Avengers. Um, that same scene is the scene that you see in the Avengers movie when he comes and recruits Captain Rogers uh, to come and, uh, you know, get ready for the Avengers initiative. Um, and Captain Marvel, her movie, which was the next movie, um, the movie before Avengers Endgame, her movie, uh, her end scene uh, movie, or scene is her uh, meeting up with, uh, you know, an already beat up Captain Rogers, um, Black widow i believe um it was who was it was it uh ant-man it, it was somebody one of the people who who ends up people that survived the snap by thanos in in the uh in a infinity war um you see her asking oh where's nick fury so they're basically already like in the middle of like end game right there and um that like that doesn't transition over well to Iron Man because Iron Man, you know, the first movie um, in the series, and he's the first pretty much uh, superhero currently. Because in in a sense, Captain America hasn't got thawed out yet. Um, he gets thawed out basically in twenty eleven, um, and 
as soon as he gets acclimated a couple of like a year like a month because Avengers comes out in 2012 um, like a year and a month or a year and a couple of months or whatever he has to go back out in action and be you know part of the Avengers um, I think whole or no um, from Iron Man 2 to Thor that transitioned pretty well the uh, the ending of Iron Man the end scene was Coulson one saying he was leaving Tony um, and being assigned to a different place um, uh, being assigned to New Mexico the end scene is him in New Mexico uh, seeing the the crater that Thor's hammer Mjolnir left um, after it crash landed on Earth or Midgard um, in in uh, what Viking I don't know what the language is but in any case that transition was good um, Thor's end scene transition wasn't too I, I think I think it was a uh, the doctor in that movie um, met up with Samuel L. Jackson or Nick Fury and we're talking was talking about the Tesseract and that's when Loki appeared, blah blah. And then the Hulk one was I think transitioned really well. That was oh, um, I'm here to recruit the big guy. Um, do you know where he's at? We're trying to put together a team. And then bam, you watch Avengers and that's when Avengers happened. So that's what I'm doing. I've been watching all the MCU movies in a row according to the timeline of the movies. And uh, the ending of Iron Man 3, um, the end scene wasn't really anything special. It didn't really lead to, oh, you know, this is about to be Thor's movie next or whatever. Um, but we're about to see, I'm about to see how, you know, the Thor movies go. It's really interesting if you do watch it in, 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 in order. Um, I, well, I remember, I remember watching the, or watching um, Endgame and when, or it was Infinity War. Yeah, Infinity War is when uh, Thanos took uh, um, his daughter, not Nebula, but the other one, the Guardian of the Galaxy one. Um, I can't believe I'm thinking of blanking on her name. Uh, Gamora. He takes Gamora to um, this planet or whatever that has uh, one of the stones on it. And the person that greets them is the Red Skull. And I was still... To, to that day, because I, I I watched Captain America a couple of days ago. Um, to this day, or to that day, it was about a couple of days ago, um, I had no idea how the Red Skull got there. I was like, how did the Red Skull get to this planet? What the heck is he doing? Um, but that's when I watched Captain America, and I saw it in uh, the final, final uh, the climax of the resolution of the movie um, was, you know, Captain and Red Skull are fighting on the, the bomber plane, and that's when the Red Skull, you know, grabs a tesseract um, and gets tele gets shot up into the sky, and then evaporates and teleports somewhere or whatever. <clears throat> that's when uh, that was when I was like, oh, that's what happened. That's how we got to that planet. The, t the tesseract sent him to that planet to guard that uh, stone. Which was crazy. I was like, oh, I was like, how what the heck? Why is the red skull there? I was like, oh, that's what it was. So there, there were some things I was looking at. I was like, oh, like, like revelation, like it clicked in my head. I was like, oh, that's that's what, that's how this happened, and you know all this stuff. So it was a crazy. Um, uh, last thing I'll talk about about the MCU. I'm still kind of hurt that you know Terrence Howard, you know, didn't get to be the the um, didn't get to be James Rhodes or Iron Man sidekick War Machine. Um, my that's my favorite uh, Marvel superhero. Um, is War Machine. Him and Wolverine are my two favorite uh, Marvel superheroes. War Machine, uh, all beat in the cartoons and the comic books and everything is in you know a darker skinned male and everything. Uh, but Terrence Howard, with all those other stars, I mean him and Chris Hemsworth, Chris Evans, uh, Robert Downey. Um, Scarlett Johansson, Mark Ruffalo, uh, Samuel L. Jackson. I mean, he would have fit right at home. It would have been a cool thing. But Don Cheadle is a pretty good, you know, A-list star. Um, so, um, so uh, he did a very good job replacing Terrence Howard um, and everything. Oh, also Ed Norton. You know, the reason why he wasn't um, he didn't, he didn't get renewed to be the Hulk in the Avengers was because. He 
did not like how um, the movie was marketed and um, how uh, he didn't really get a good, like, um, didn't get any good revenue. Because the movie itself didn't do too good, obviously. Um, so they re pretty much rebooted the whole character and everything. But in any case, uh, that's what I've been doing lately. I've been watching uh, the Marvel movies in order as in order of uh, their time frame of the movie. So I um, recommend people to watch it if they haven't done that already. You know, we'll go through it. Um, it's really good. It's really um, interesting because um, again, I there is stuff that I you know saw in Endgame or Avengers um, Infinity War and Endgame and was like. How did this happen? How did this occur? And then you go back and see these movies. They're like, oh, snap. It was because of that. So, but that was my little tidbit. That was for six, that was 16 minutes. My goodness. Um, but we'll talk about what, you know, what this podcast is really about. It's about sports. And y'all came here to listen to some sports topics. So I got some. Um, let me see what. The first topic is for today. It is about the NBA. No quit, no shocker there. I'm a basketball player. I love basketball. That's pretty much what I'm going to be talking about a lot on these podcasts is basketball. Um, my next topic is going to be some some NASCAR stuff, which I had to like learn a little bit about before I talked about it. But in any case, um, the NBA and Adam Silver proposed the... 22-team uh, pretty much playoff format or return of the season. Um, eight teams were invited out. Um, basically, all Western Conference teams and the Wizards, I think the only Eastern Conference team to come in. Um, and those six teams um, are going to play each other and have a play-in pretty much to determine the final eighth seed of the uh, playoffs and everything, um, which is all going to be in Orlando. Um, so the first, or my first episode, I gave you guys the dates and everything, what's going to happen, when it's going to happen. Um, play in games are the 16th and the 17th of August. Then the first round is the 18th of August. Then you got the second round, which is in September, the third round, which is in, uh, Oh, mid September. And then the finals, which is late September or after my birthday, which is the 29th. So the 30th is the day of the of the first game of the NBA finals. And uh, not only was that proposed, but Adam Silver also gave players the opportunity or the option to opt out um, or, you know, say, no, I don't want to um, continue playing if I don't have to or. Um, if I don't want to, whatever, for the for the season, um, and uh, they have until tomorrow. Tomorrow is the deadline for players to say that. Oh, I'm not gonna participate in the in the playoffs. And if you say no, um, which there are two players I'm gonna get to that are, have already said no, and then a player that I'm gonna get to that's on the cusp of you know saying no, but might end up doing it anyway. Um, yeah, you cannot return if you already said no. So you can say no um, because of like a, a so the reason so let's so for example, Trevor Ariza was the big name, I guess, that that uh, decided to opt out and not come back for the NBA restart. Um the the he's the the Blazers forward. Um was doing really good. I think he, he averaged about uh 11 points a game and I think four rebounds and shot was shooting the ball pretty well for them in 21 starts or 21, um, you know, 21 games. He was with them. Um, a really solid, obviously a really solid veteran. He's an NBA champion and, um, was a really, um, great defender and, and shooter and, a catalyst and leader for the, for the Rockets teams that, um, made it, um, deep in the playoffs. He's not going to be playing, um, due to, a uh, custody uh, battle with his ex-wife over his son. Um, so he's not going to be participating. But that reason right there, like, say, like, he were to, like, get custody and everything or the whole thing would go away. Um, the fact that he said no, he still cannot return 
um, if he wanted to and everything. So he's done. Um, the other player was the Wizards um, forward and low-key breakout star, the former Spurs uh, sharpshooter, Davis Bertans. Um, he was having a pretty pretty good, silent, sneaky year. He was in the NBA three-point shootout con- or contest, um, which, you know, kind of um, – you know, showed why he was, uh, or showed, I guess, um, what's the word? He it, it showed that he was having a good season. You know, him, him getting um, the nod to um, making the the All Star three point shootout contest. Um, it was it was a testament to the numbers that he's putting up. He's averaging fifteen points and four rebounds a game, um, going under going unnoticed. Obviously, um, it was a lot of uh, Bradley Beal carrying the team and. Um, Isaiah Thomas at first. Um, Thomas Bryant uh, was was playing pretty good, and and some of the role players were stepping up. But um, yeah, Davis Bertans was having a really good season, uh, but he's ending it and decided to not come back. Um, these this this is via um, Woj Adrian Wojnarowski, the the main source of all NBA news. That man just knows like everything about the NBA, what's gonna happen, what's happened. Uh, the man is a ticking time bomb, but um, those two players, Ariza for the Blazers and Bertans for the Wizards, will not be returning. Um, it makes sense for Bertans. I mean, he was only there for like a year um, of a contract. Um, I'm sure he's going to get a really good uh, offer in this free agency. Um, teams are, gonna, are looking for guys who can stretch the floor and and shoot the ball like him. And again, 15 and four um, on a team that you know potentially. Um, in a sense, basically made the playoffs um, with this whole you know you know twenty two format team thing, um, but uh, we all know the Wizards weren't gonna weren't gonna do a lot of damage in this uh, regular season slash playoff uh, playoff format. Um, so him leaving is definitely good uh, for him um, in the future in his next in his upcoming free agency. Um, Ariza leaving or not coming. Uh, to the playoffs is a pretty big blow for the Portland Trailblazers. Um, it gives them a hole at small forward, which they've pretty much have always had um, throughout their um, Dame's tenure there. Nicholas Batum, they traded him away a while ago or um, a couple years back, and they never really bounced back. Never really had a guy at the small forward position um, who who could um, who could take off the pressure, I guess, from um, the shot creating of Dame and CJ. And now you lose a guy, a reliable guy in Trevor Ariza, and probably have to use, go to a guy like Mario Hazonia, um, or maybe go small ball and, and have uh, a guy like Anthony Simons or Gary Trent or something um, slot in that, that small forward position and, and hopefully give you some production or whatever and, and help you get to the playoffs because they're three and a half games out behind the Grizzlies. So, you know, we don't know. The Grizzlies could have um, messed around and, and not won or and, uh, lost their, lost the tiebreaker or something. And we don't know. But with three and, a, three and a half games back, no Trevor Ariza, that's a pretty big blow for a Portland Trailblazers team who really has nothing behind um, CJ and Dame. Um, I mean, I guess you can count. You could hopefully count on Hassan Whiteside to to give you some production. Um, you know he's going to be there on the glass and and be a stifle defensively, um, but offensively um, they need somebody else to 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 help take the pressure off of them. And that's what Ariza's shot making ability was helping was doing for them. And so him not being there is going to be a big blow. Um, so far, a lot of players have been you know adamant about you know wanting to return um a lot of players are, have been you know saying you know with everything going on um they still want to play but they're definitely going to keep you know um their mind and focus on um you know everything that's going on in the country um you know they're, they're gonna they're gonna try and you know win obviously and play in the in the in the uh, playoffs but with everything happening in the country um, a lot of players are really on the sideline and really kind of just like um, up in the air with the decision. Again, tomorrow is the deadline for 
um, who um, uh, for players if they want to play can play and players if they don't want to play can say no. Um, Lou Williams for the Clippers um, said he was 50-50 on the whole thing. Um, I said it in one of my episodes that uh, Lou, uh, one of Lou Williams' quotes, I'm not quoting it verbatim, but um, he said something on the lines of, you know, with this whole, um, with all the protesting going on, with all the social injustices happening in the country right now, um, it's definitely going to die down once the NBA comes back because everyone's going to go inside and focus on us and not focus on what needs to be done uh, and what needs to be changed in this country. Um, and he, to an extent, he he was he was correct on that, and so was Kyrie when he talked about it. Um, and um, Stephen Jackson, who is not in the league, but he's um, been one of the big advocates uh, for these protests, and um, he he's been a guy who's been very vocal about the NBA returning and wanting players to understand that it's bigger than basketball, um, and you know not focus on the the league coming back, but focus on what can you do as NBA players and what can you use, uh, what can your platform do to help um, uh, move this movement along and move this movement forward? Um, so, yeah, Lou Williams is 50 50. Um, he said it um, via Bleacher Report um, or a report um, reported by Bleacher Report um, that he's currently 50 50. And again, tomorrow is the deadline. So if he doesn't come back for the Clippers, um, it's not going to be too big of a blow. Um, again, I think it's going to end up being the Lakers and the Bucks in the finals, which would be something, a spectacle to see Giannis versus AD and LeBron. Um, that would be some uh, really incredible. Um, but Lou, Lou William, or the Clippers have a really good um, team around Kawhi and Paul George. Um, and it kind of starts with Lou Williams. I mean, Lou Williams is the catalyst. This is a really solid six man and has always um, been a solid scorer off the bench and or starting. Um, he's been a reliable bucket getter. And um, Kawhi and Paul George don't need a lot of help getting their shots off and, and everything. Um, but uh, Lou Williams uh, goes a long way for, for teams that are stacked like the Clippers um, to make it all the way to the playoffs or to the finals and win it. So if he's not there, um, they lose a very good dominant scorer and a dominant um, playmaker for them. So I think he's not. I mean, um, watching ESPN yesterday and and listening to Woj, he said there are a lot of players that you know are on the fence and really um, weighing their options. Um, but he doesn't believe there are going to be a significant amount of players or a significant amount of significant players um, for prospective teams that are going to say no to coming back to the NBA. So we'll just see what happens. I just want to have a – if the NBA does come back, man, I mean, I know I want social reform and change in society as much as anybody, as much as all of my uh, allies and people of color. But um, having sports in our lives is definitely something that, um, like I said, it, it's, it's, one of, it's the great unifier, and um, it unites us all, and um, it makes – it makes what's going on in the world, you know, the pandemic and everything and the quarantining and stuff closing down, you know, it makes, um, it makes for, uh, for our lives a little bit more easier and a lot more enjoyable when we have, you know, sports and everything. So, um, I still think players can, can, you know, be in the playoffs and also continue to, to use their platforms to, um, push for for social change and everything so um, I think it could go both ways but um, I'm not opposed to players saying no I don't want to come back and 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 play in this play in the NBA when there's so much injustices going on across the country um, so shout out to Trevor Reza shout out to Davis Bertans I know they they, they, they they didn't come out for different reasons um, but um, yeah, uh, those guys are definitely, uh, those guys are definitely going to get, I think, really good contracts coming up this season, especially, uh, Davis Bertans is going to get a really good, nice free agency look, um, um, this upcoming free agent season. So, um, 
So, yeah, NBA is going to be back soon. We got a whole month and some days. So can't wait to see that. But on another note, man, like I said, there's, there's I, I have other topics on here um, that I'm going to talk about. The, the next one up is NASCAR. I really had, like, a lot of people in uh, – a lot of people that are my skin complexion, a lot of people – um, who are more focused on the more popular sports, aka basketball, football. Um, you know, I guess <clears throat> MLB, hockey. We don't really focus on NASCAR. I definitely don't. Um, I looked it up. You know, trying to at least get some background knowledge of it before I talk about the topic of it. Um, or the the topic that I'm going to talk about, but. I looked it up. I looked it up, and and uh, there's, there's, there's like what, about over, over like ninety, maybe maybe, yeah, over over eighty ninety drivers, um, in NASCAR, um, some that that you know are free agents, some that do compete, you know, some that you know switch out, and um, come in. Apparently, there are different like leagues. And everything there's the NASCAR Cup Series, which is, I guess the the, the major one um, that everyone I guess knows or thinks about when they think of NASCAR is the Cup Series. You got the the NASCAR Xfinity Series, um, the Gander RV and Outdoor Truck Series, um, the Arca Menards Series. The um, I mean, there's there's so many just different. Uh, I guess leagues or whatever in basketball terms there are so many different leagues in nascar it's so weird um and what i wanted to get to was uh um the bubba bubba wallace situation that happened the other day um bubba wallace by the way i looked this up because i was i was trying to be accurate and i looked it up um currently right now is the only african-american driver in nascar um, whether it be the 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 Cup Series, the X Infinity Series, all the series I named, he's currently the only um, African American driver in uh, NASCAR. And just recently, is if any if you know if you've all heard, you know the uh, NASCAR has been taking the um, social uh, reforms uh, very very well. They they got rid of the Confederate flags. They they, they banned bringing Confederate flags to to the races or um, Confederate flags anywhere. NASCAR they said no more Confederate flags. They banned it. Um, people have some people obviously have been outraged. A lot of people are are praising um, the NASCAR and and um, their initiatives and everything. Um, me for me for sure definitely, but yeah, Bubba Wallace is. From what I looked up, from going through all the drivers and everything, and and all the series and all the like NASCAR leagues or whatever, he is currently the only black driver. Now he isn't the only one like ever. Um, there's always there, there's been some. Um, I looked up one. I think it was Jacob Lester or or Joe Lester or something like that. Uh, no, I'm look at me. It was Bill Lester. Um, he was uh, an active driver. Up until 2012, um, which was his last um, drive or his last um, competition or whatever, um, he was a full you know, African American male. Um, Bubba, Bubba Wallace is, is a mixed African American, but nonetheless African American. Um, and if you haven't heard, uh, he recently um, had, or apparently, because I'm going to get to what just came out. Um, uh, via the FBI and um, reported by ESPN, um, Bubba Wallace's garage um, had a noose in it, um, and it was pretty tough for him. He thought he was the uh, at the time it looked like he was he was a victim of a hate crime and and everything, and people were lashing out at the fact that um, the Confederate flags were banned. So they, I guess you know, blamed him because he's the only black driver in NASCAR. So let's attack his garage. Or whatever, um, in the in the 
in the recent um, Cup Series race that just um, happened, um, Bubba Wallace placed 14, by the way, um, which is not which is not bad. It's pretty good. Um, he, uh, they all uh, in the beginning of the race, I guess, pushed his car out. Every every single um, racer, every single racers, uh, like pit crew, like everybody, basically came out and like pushed his car. Um, up to the starting line and everything, and it was a big moment. It was, it was viral all over the internet, um, and it, it was a picture of him. He took a selfie, and it was him and everybody in the background, just you know, putting their fist up, showing love and respect and everything. So everyone was was, was behind him, and everyone in the NASCAR um, um, in NASCAR was has been has been behind him and um, comforting him, and even all the athletes across the um, across different. Um, leagues, yeah, LeBron come out and and give his uh, respect to Bubba. You had um, um, Odell Beckham, um, really popular um, uh, athletes come out and just and just give their love and support for um, for Bubba Wallace. But in a just in a recent, um, the FBI did an investigation, and according to ESPN, um, they said Bubba Wallace was not the target of a hate crime. And this was the NASCAR statement from the FBI <clears throat> in verbatim. The FBI has completed its investigation at Talladega Super Speedway and determined that Bubba Wallace was not the target of a hate crime. The FBI report concludes and photographic evidence confirms that the garage door pull rope fashioned like a noose had been positioned there since as early as last fall. This was obviously well before the 43 team's arrival and garage assignments. Uh, we appreciate the FBI's quick and thorough investigation and are thankful to learn that that was not an intentional racist act against Bubba. We remain steadfast in our commitment to, uh, to providing a welcoming and inclusive environment for all who love racing. So that's what happened. That is what happened. Um, and... My thing is okay, so, so that's what that's that's what the FBI concluded that it was not a hate crime. It wasn't against him. Blah blah blah. It was there before all forty three teams got their garage assignments. Okay, so what false alarm? It was just one of the regular nooses we happen to keep in the garages. Not a racist one though. That's basically what the FBI said. Like or, um, like yeah, it was it was basically it was just a regular noose. It wasn't. A racist news, but it was just one of the regular ones that just happened to always hang up in a garage, I guess. Like, no, like this, this still is not okay. Like, it's not acceptable. Like, the fact that there was a noose in there in general um, should already be a, a problem in itself. Like, okay, so it wasn't against Bubba, but who um, at the time last fall or whatever was hanging up nooses in there? in their garage or was hanging up things that made it look like a noose. Like this is not an answer. Like if anything, there was, it just brought out more questions. Like I'm, I'm, I'm happy that, you know, Bubba was not the, um, the victim of a hate crime or anything like that. And he wasn't targeting or anything. Um, I'm glad he's, you know, safe and, and, um, no one's trying to go after his life or anything. But like I said, if anything, this rate, that, 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 a report raised more questions than it did answers. Um, there should be nobody, you know, hanging up nooses um, for play or for decoration or whatever, um, just to hang them up. Like that's not cool. And I don't think that, uh, you know, the the Nat NASCAR coming out and um, and the FBI should be done with the, with. Uh, with all with any of this, I think there should still be more diving into, you know, what this was and what this was about and who did this, um, and why was it there in the first place? Because um, that's not okay, and that's not an okay answer with me. Um, there's too much going on in this world that, um, that man. I hope y'all didn't hear that. That's my computer being weird as usual. Um, but uh, there's a uh, there's my goodness. Anyway, there's too much in the world right now that's going on um, for us to just be okay with um, uh, with 
a, with a sign or a mark of injustice. Um, if someone had found a swastika in um, in one of the garages or whatever, would they have just brushed it off and been like, oh, well, it was there from last fall. Um, there's no harm, no foul. Like, no, like now at this, in, in this moment of time, you know, there's basically a revolution. Like we don't want just, um, like we don't want uh, just acknowledgement of the fact that racism is real and systematic racism, racism is real, social injustice is real, um, police brutality is real. Like we don't want just acknowledgement and people to know about it. We want, we want change. We want accountability, um, and accountability is further investigating why there was a noose in the garage um, since last fall. Like that should be under investigation, who was there, who had access to it, all this other stuff. So that was what, what that was what came out from NASCAR um, upon uh, the FBI's investigation. And Bubba Wallace, uh, I'm, I'm happy you're not hurt. Um, you're not in je- your life's not in jeopardy. No one's after you or your family. Um, continue shining in NASCAR, man. Again, the only African-American as of what I looked up and what I saw from all the NASCAR like series and leagues and whatever, he is currently the only African-American racer um, right now. Um, and the last one um, prominently, I guess, was uh, Bill Lester. So um, shout out Bubba and glad you're doing good, brother. Um, yeah, man. Like a, So like I said, basketball is coming back. Uh, Bubba's good. Um, the NFL hasn't really seen any, any action, any news lately. Um, I guess I'll get into the final topic, which I questioned Mark, because I don't know if I was going to talk about it. But I got to talk about it at least sometime. If this is going to be a sports podcast, um, the, the, the MLB saga, I guess, that's been happening right now. And Rob Manfred, not Steve, which I got wrong in my second episode. Um, Rob Manfred and the uh, MLB Players Association, the union or whatever, they've been going back and forth with the whole um, CBA and everything. Um, and it's been crazy. Um, so uh, according to like NBC News and stuff, um, at first, the MLBPA rejected the MLB 60-game plan um, set up uh, or 60, 60 game plan season that was in the makings of this of the CBA um, right now and and first of all I don't really know how many games are played in the MLB uh, for a season so I'm about to look that up real quick because um, there are a lot they, they, they play a lot like 60 games um, 60 60 like what losses is a good thing at the end of the season because they play a bunch of games so um the amount of games in the MLB, because it's a it's a, it's a lot in an MLB season. So there are a hundred and sixty two games in an MLB season. So going a hundred and two and sixty is uh is pretty much like top of uh, whatever conference you're in whatever division you are that's really good one at 102 and 60 having 60 losses is already a lot of games so the MLB is already or had in in motion a 60 game uh season set up but uh first first record first reported uh the MLB players association rejected the 60 game plan um by a vote of 30 33 to, to 5 um, um, due to a couple of setbacks and disagreements and everything. However, the next like couple of hours, I guess, or like not even a couple hours, like an hour or a couple of minutes, like later, there was a report that said the MLB announces a plan to impose the 60 game season. Um, so even though like owners had unanimous, unanimous, look at, oh, I can't even say the words right unanimously voted for um, a shortened season. Um, they didn't know the amount of games or whatever. 
So the 60 was rejected by the MLB um, Players Association. However, the MLB itself said that they were going to impose the 60 games, so the set number. So we didn't. they didn't have a set number, and the 60 games was rejected, um, just to put it in clearer terms. But the MLB came out a couple of hours later and said, no, we're going to impose the 60-game season. Um, and so it was just, it's, it's been back and forth, basically. We don't even know if, um, if it's going to happen or not. But uh, uh, the, the shortened season or the 60 games will be, will basically be the max. The max is 60 games. It'll be 60 games, according to the MLB. Um, so long as the Players Association agrees to inform the league of whether players can report to the camp, uh, to camps by July 1st. Um, and if they follow safety protocols, obviously due to coronavirus and everything. So it's been back and forth. Um, we don't know if the MLB, MLB season is going to start. Um, it pretty much should have happened by now. By now, we should have already uh, had the NBA draft. Um, it's June already. Um, we already should have had the NBA draft. Next month would have been summer league. Uh, we would have saw LaMelo or Anthony Edwards or James Wiseman go first or whatever. But um, MLB had their draft already. Um, no shocker. It was, it was a bunch of, you know, high school prospects that were, that just went first. Um, that the first couple of selections or whatever. Um, the first pick was, or for Detroit, they picked, they, they selected a player out of, out of, out of college. Uh, the next pick, uh, out of college, the next pick out of that was out of college. Um, first couple of picks were all out of college. Um, and then you had the first high school that was selected. Um, a kid out of high school went to the Padres. Um, usually how it always is, um, They'll pick a couple players out of college to go first, or they'll pick a player out of high school because um, if guys don't know, the MLB um, can s- still does the high school thing only because the uh, contracts are guaranteed for them, and then they they, they go strictly to to double or triple A, uh, and then develop, and then finally get get into the majors. Um, can't do that in the NBA. Obviously, can't do it in the football. Football. I mean, I'm glad that they have a, a set amount of years for college players to come out because if well one high school for sure you know you shouldn't come out from from high school you're basically a kid going into a bunch of seasoned grown men who have been building up their bodies and uh getting hit every single day of their life um um through um eight months of football or seven seven to eight months of football um so yeah, I'm glad there's a cap on when you should come out for high school, develop your body in college, and then come out and then develop your body in the NFL, and you'll be fine. MLB is not that not really the same. It's not a contact sport, really. Um, it's all about really can you can you field, can you can you hit, um, can you uh, um, can you throw, how fast can you pitch? Um, if all those things uh, are in your favor as a high schooler, you will immediately get drafted out of high school. Um, so in any case, MLB most likely will come back. Um, July 1st is the deadline for players coming back and following protocols. But it looks like it'll be a 60-game season, and it looks like we will have basketball and baseball at the same time. No fans in each stadium, so going to have to give us a really good broadcast uh, from <laughs> – Mike Breen, who I know can carry a whole game without fans in it. It's going to be weird, though, you know, back to basketball. It's going to be weird, you know, watching, uh, say, uh, who's, who's a really good, like, knockdown shooter in this? Um, say LeBron is driving and kicks it out to, to, like, Avery Bradley or something, and he hits a three. It's going to feel weird, like, hearing uh, Mike Breen yell out, bang, bang, and there's, like, no fans. I mean, it's going to feel weird. It's going to be weird. It's going to be a weird experience. 
Um, again, we're not going to be used to this. Uh, we've been through a lockout before 2011 and 12 season where the Heat won their first championship with LeBron and the big three. Um, but that was um, a CBA problem, not a social, not a, a global pandemic um, problem. But I'm happy to see sports getting some traction um, in, you know, the possibility of coming back. So hopefully everything plays out well with the MLB. Um, we need sports. If, if the MLB comes back, I have another topic to talk about other than basketball. Um, but you heard it here first, man. I'm going to give you some hot takes and stuff about sports every single time I come on here. Um, you already know what it is. It's your boy KJ um, with KJ's Corner. Again, I appreciate you guys for listening. Um, like, subscribe, rate, drill me, kill me, tell me uh, what I'm doing bad and what I'm doing good and um, what I can improve on. I love all that. I love it all. Um, look me up on iTunes and uh, SoundCloud. I guess I can work on putting it on other stuff because a lot of people... Older people don't have uh, iPhones and stuff or Apple, um, so we'll see. We'll see how I I gotta find the the YouTube um, tutorial to show me how to do that. That's how I got the this stuff on iTunes. I found the YouTube tutorial, but in any case, I'm rambling. Uh, again, I appreciate you all for listening. Uh, y'all have a good rest of y'all day. Appreciate y'all. This is KJ Houston. I'm out. I had to chop up with a petrol. Come along with chopping up a petrol.